One of the most powerful things you can do is love someone in their preferred love language without requiring anything in return. In the book, The Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman identifies five forms of expressing love through words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Today, we are healing with myself, Paris. And Dory. And we're about to have a good time. We're about to get into it, okay? (laughs) Um, This book, not only did it allow me to see different ways to love people around me, but it it got me together. It helped me to see myself. I was like, oh, okay, that's why that's triggering for you. Okay, that's why you prefer to be loved in this way. Oh, that's where that anger comes from. (laughs) Like, I really got myself together, so... The first question I want to ask is, what is your primary love language? It's funny. My primary love language, and I think everybody knows it, is gift giving. I figured that out pretty early. <laughs> I can say that that's something that I've noticed. I think I made enough cakes. I think <laughs> I think when I met you, you did hand me something. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gift giving. And I'm also um, acts of service. Mm-hmm. I think I might be closer to acts of service when it comes to me performing my love language mm-hmm. more than gift giving. But um, when it comes to gift giving, let's dive into what gift giving is for you. Um, because I think that there's room to discover, is your form of gift giving the same as another person's form of gift giving? Mm-hmm. So what I learned is, is something that they, they discussed in the book was, um, it could be symbolic too, right. like the mug that you got me mm-hmm. with the little Afro lady yeah. on it. Like I literally, it's part of like my routine now to have that mug oh. when I'm. But it it's deeper than the mug. It's like oh, this reminds me of a moment, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, I think I gravitated more towards the symbolic form of gift giving mm-hmm. and the attention to detail. Like you literally, I'm gonna show you guys in a little bit. She literally walked in here. We're supposed to be recording this podcast. She walks in here with this big box, but it's just so neatly wrapped. It's like the attention to detail, you know, behind that alone. I told her it could be rocks in there, and I didn't. I wouldn't <laughs> care. Just like the fact that she wrapped it so well and didn't really. She didn't have to bring me anything. Her showing up was enough, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So, what's your form of gift giving? I mean, to be honest. This is what I do whenever I go out. I literally be in the store and most, most random thing and I can just see the person. Mm-hmm. I can hear the voice and or it'd be like, you know what? I like the like the muck, for instance, right? It was the affirmations on there, too. And mm-hmm. I want you to embody those words, you know, so that was like my gift giving. I, I, I just want more. I yeah. Want more for my friends. I want more for my family. And I want them to internalize certain things and be a certain way. No, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That mug, um, I, lo- I loved it. You know, like, I'm so simple. Like, I could, my family brings me fuzzy socks for Christmas, and <laughs> I, I jump up and down. Like, I'm not, you know, a, like, even though gift giving is a part of my love language, it could be the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my son made that painting in the back with the little scribbles on it, Picasso, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay? Picasso, that's literally, like, when I'm doing hair and I'm watching, looking at his work and knowing the the story behind it was him trying to learn how to uh, write his Mm -hmm. C's and things like that. So I let him practice and then we just went rogue and scribbled all over with paint. 
Um, and it was, you know, that is symbolic for a milestone for him, but also, um, you know, I just love having that type of thing, like, you know, something in the shop to remind me why I do what I do. I do like when, when the kids, like, you know, I, I have a partner who has four children, mm-hmm. well, five, actually, but four children that are, are under age of 18, and I love it when they make me little, like, like little drawings. Little handmade yeah. things, like from the heart. I put it on the wall and everything. Yeah, I was that kid. I was definitely that kid. My grandmother, my mom, like, whatever their interest was, I would figure it out and just create something at school or, you know, I like using my hands to create. So I would, whatever I could find to put together, create some kind of experience. I, that may be why I like to curate experience in the salon, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I love I love that type of stuff. You know, finding out what um, what your uh, community's love language is is also just as important too. Mm-hmm. Um, the quote that I, the thing I was saying earlier about uh, performing in someone's love language without requiring anything in return, I think we um, as a as a community should practice that more and more because uh, a lot of times we we do we may we may act in your love language, but we may have some kind of string attached to that, you know? Right. Like, a guy may be nice to you. He may so happen to speak in your love language, but he looking for something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he, he does expect something in return at some point, right? But you know what for me is so challenging is sometimes speaking in other people's love language mm-hmm. and it's not yours. That, so I'm glad you brought that up because I definitely wanted to cover that. Um, how is it? Like, how do you, um, has, have you ever come across a moment where you like oh I'm speaking in this person's love language intentionally because I this is not my my natural like for me physical touch is not my natural love Mm -hmm. language right so I know my husband's love language primary physical touch Mm -hmm. and it's not you know I know we're all going with it it's not all the way there (laughs) it's a big part of it but it's not you know it could be a head rub it could be like you know any type of broken contacts you know Mm -hmm. like um it could be me grabbing his hand it could be holding his hand while he's driving you know it can be simple just any type of connection in a physical form right he's a massage therapist so he shows his love and his by physically touching right Mm -hmm. so he's an amazing massage therapist and it makes sense because that's his love language it's like somebody can be an amazing gift giver because that's their love language so they're actually being served like you get joy out of giving to people when your love language is gift giving and he gets joy out of um you know having that physical touch he loves the healing element of massage Mm -hmm. like and i learned that you know uh, something that they brought up in the book was that you can you can figure out what someone's love language is by what they complain about as well. Mm-hmm. So through argument, if you took a moment to not think about the attack that's coming towards you, right? Mm-hmm. Don't think about all the things they're telling you you're not doing, but think about, hmm, what are they actually complaining about? That's something that was mentioned in the book. Listen to the person that's arguing with you that's complaining about something are they saying you never listen to me we never go on walks Mm -hmm. maybe their primary love language is is a quality time yeah and maybe you're a provider maybe you're gift giver so you're giving and giving and giving but their qual their quality time love language hasn't been met right in the book they talked about how you can 
You can be acting and giving in your love language, operating in your love language so strongly that you've completely neglected your partner and not known. Right. And then they feel unloved, unwanted. And you yeah. think you're perform you think you're doing it all. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, I would love the thing. <laughs> if I would I, love the way that I'm treating you. Yeah. Like, I would love like this. Yeah. And it's so funny because I really thought my partner, I thought his love language actually was active service. And mm-hmm. he kind of told me it is not. It is not. But yeah. It just some, yeah. seems like it, it would be the right like thing. It, but I think it's more of like communication, active listening, and um, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I got the most out of him. And I love that you said that because Mm -hmm. in the book they said when you start performing in that person's love language, Mm -hmm. they will start being more intentional with how they, how they respond to you, how they react to you. It's so funny because the cutest thing he does now, every morning he brings me like a little cherry pie. Because he knows that's your love language. (laughs) That's my love language. And I was just like, okay. But it's funny because it's like when you don't act in theirs, they, mm-hmm. they won't act in yours. And it's very unconscious. Well, it, it is. But that's also something they, they wanted us to, to keep in mind is that you might get some resentment if you're not operating in your partner's love language. Yeah. You know, as women, we know we could hold a little grudge. We could be a little <laughs> angry. We could give you a little side eye. They don't even know what's going on. Right, right, right. right. But it could be that you're... Your cup is not full. You're not receiving in your love language. That's one of them. That's why it's so important to communicate. Because by the time you get to the argument phase, by the time you get into the complaint of like, you don't do, I wish you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you my love language, but not in a way you can receive it. Now, now it's an aggression, right? Mm-hmm. So before, before either partner gets to that point where they're like angry that their needs aren't met, Start to pay attention to yourself and figure out what your love language is. What What is your complaint? Whether it's in your head or to your partner, what is your complaint? And then what are their complaints? Because mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to get to the point where it's like, you know, an actual blowout. Right. It, you could just listen to them, like, say little things like, oh, I wish you'd do this. Or I really like when this happens. Or you can pay attention to how they love you. Because... Mm-hmm. Most people just love you in their love language, right? Right. And I'm guilty of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it makes you feel good. So you yeah. keep, you know, it's like why we scroll on social media. It's the same kind of, you know, like um, exchange. Effect. Right. It yeah. makes you feel really good. You're endorphin. So it's like, um, I think I, I will do things for people. But also, let's let's get into this. What happens when somebody abuses the love language? Hmm. Because we can get, we can say, oh yeah, so cool. You can learn somebody's love language, but it's very possible that somebody can accidentally, because I don't think they do this on purpose. Someone can accidentally misuse your love language. I was just telling Dory um, not too long ago that um, my love language, when when um, spoke when abused, I guess you could say. Um, like in some way, my, one of my love languages is gift giving, but when someone gives me gifts in exchange for, uh, like when they're transactional with it or when, um, it's like, oh, I did this really bad thing to you, but I'm Mm going to give you a gift. You know, it's like there's malice or, um, just anything that's just negative attached to the gift giving. It holds so much weight in a negative way. I have literally had to heal for moments like that because I take it so like to heart, mm-hmm. you know, 
because that's my primary love language. So is there something that you would say is your primary love language that has that you've had a moment like that where someone maybe in accidentally misused it? Mm, I can say I can agree with the gift giving, uh-huh. especially out of guilt, you know, when out of guilt. Yeah. And when it's like somebody does something to you, basically, and they're like, oh, you like, would you like to have this? I'm like, no, I like to have an apology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, be real with me know? and say, hey, I'm, I apologize for yeah, treating like, you I'm like this. I'm sorry. Like, like, just don't mm-hmm. come and just give me something because you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or sneaky, like, you're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, like, they're like, you don't know yet. Yeah. But I'm going to give you this. Side note, let me tell, okay, this mm-hmm. this a little tea. One time, um, I had a client, right? I had to fire this client. I won't give any names or anything, but there was there was some malicious intent happening. It got back to me, right? I had to fire this client. And I don't like to fire clients, but I will protect my peace, and I will, I will fire you, okay? And the craziest thing is the day... That I went through the process of letting this client know that they can't book with me and all of this thing. They somehow got on my site, booked with a weird name, like a different name, got mm-hmm. back on the books, right? Oh so I, it's my first appointment of the day. I clean up. I, I'm getting ready. And I, you know, if you've been to my building, there's a there's a door, you know, that you got to get through before you even get to these suites. So I go to open the door and this is this person here that's literally been dogging me out in the street like mm-hmm. <laughs> like being completely out of pocket right oh my gosh and i have to tell them that in in person now which you all know this is horrible other than now tell them that they can't come in and that i meant i meant it when i said that this person cannot book with me again it was i'm not even going to get into details but just knows out of pocket right Guess what that person had in their hand? A gift. Oh. To me, I was like, you know you've been... Never has this person been a gift giver. Uh-huh. But you mean the day or the week that I'm finding out that you are literally trying to tarnish my business. Like, really... I don't know what you got going on in your life, but you had some malice, you know, malicious intent with me. And then you come back with the gift. And I was like, no, I wasn't bothered by it because I had already released this client. Like, she just kind of happened to slide back through the cracks. But that's an example of don't give me no gift with no guilty conscience. Mm -hmm. Like, I am so, I'd rather you just walk out of my life than to give me a little guilty conscience little gift. Because I got to heal from that. Like, you know. I'd rather for you to, like like you said before, just say sorry. Just say sorry. Yeah. Or but they don't know. It's like it's like the person doesn't know if you know. Mm. So it was kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I, I've I been dogging you, you out and it was so wrong. I need you as a stylist. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I don't know how to say that without exposing that what I've done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know what I've done, but I'm just going to give you this. Oh my gosh. This offering. Now, I'm all for forgiving. I'm all for moving on and having peace in my life. Trust me. Because mm-hmm. my peace and my forgiveness is for me, not for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, But at the same time, if I know who, if you show me who you are, I'm going to know who you are and I'm going to treat that accordingly. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that um, 
I think that boundaries should also be set in the midst of learning and operating in others' love languages and yourself in your own love language, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, girl, that was the tea, girl. Out of pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, That's That's <laughs> I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so, so you said that your your um boyfriend, his primary love language, you thought, yeah, was acts of service. service. So, what is his actual love language? I really believe, to me, to, okay, to me, it, it goes back and forth, and mm -hmm. it's like it's not a hundred percent all the time. It's mm -hmm. like sometimes it's fifty, sometimes it's twenty five, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think it's words of affirmation. Okay. I believe. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, communication. And I do, like, now more if I think about it, it is quality time, mm -hmm. you know, because he will, like, plan little things. I was go hiking with the kids and whatever, mm -hmm. or, you know, or just, like, he would just want to sit down and watch, like, a show or a mm -hmm. movie. And he, mm -hmm. or he, oh, my gosh, like, when we first got together, he really wanted me to do, like, MMA with him. Like He's that. like, I'm not doing that. I am such a girly girl. I want to do it, but my God. Like, child, I am not about to be doing all these fights. And he like, let's bond. You're like, yeah, ah. like, let's do this together. We like, like I'm thinking we gonna like, yeah, we gonna work out together. I'm like, oh baby, no, I don't <laughs> you know, not, I don't run with being chased. That's not you know? where I'm at with it. <laughs> you know, but I do believe that is that is partially quality time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that it's not a hundred percent. Mm -hmm. It's like twenty five and everything. Like yeah, percent, and you know it, it just varies, but day by day. You know? I think people have their primary, and some some people you see a little pinch of everything. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually one of the most balanced things you can do is love. Just really show love. Try to show love in every single love language. Mm -hmm. um, one of the principles that uh, the author talks about is um, understanding that this is not just a romantic. Um, form of showing love this is not just something for your romantic partner that you should be showing these things through with your kids um and actually you should not um be specific on what you think your kids primary love language is when they're children but you should actually show them all five so that when they get older they will be more balanced as well mm -hmm. um it is insinuated that your love language may have come from a lack of something when you were younger um, through your child development, maybe your parents worked a lot, so quality time is your your thing. You want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to be appreciated. You want to be you want someone to be completely present with you. Um, and maybe for me, I think I was a I don't know why the heck I was this little kid, but just mm -hmm. I was the kid that would sacrifice whatever, like I for the better good. Like in my little mind, I thought. Like, if, if we were down in our luck, I, I just was very observant. Mm -hmm. If it felt like, okay, Christmas is slim this year, I literally remember telling my parents, like, just give the gifts to my sisters mm -hmm. and don't worry about me. What mm -hmm. little seven-year-old? <laughs> anyway, um, but that, you know, acts of service. For me, mm -hmm. that was an act of service, right. you know. Um, and I was, you know, raised by some pretty strong black women, so a lot of sacrifice was shown too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought if I was to love you or show my appreciation, it would be through those those ways, you know? Mm -hmm. I saw you sacrifice, so let me sacrifice, so that, you know, I'm the oldest. So if I sacrifice and my younger sisters who believe in Santa Claus and all that stuff, they get their needs met, I'll get mine on the back end, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I'm, I think I'm still like that when it comes to providing services and stuff like that with people. Um, you know, I'll make the sacrifices that I need to, especially in business and other places, you know. Um, but it's it's also, it makes me feel good when I can serve. So, um, yeah, I want you guys to explore your love language. Figure out if you've had the arguments already. <laughs> Figure out what your partner's complaining about. Maybe what your kids are complaining about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really cool example that he gave about how a parent, um, some parents thought that their kid was, you know, having all these behavioral issues and all that. And then when they actually explored his one of his love language was um, affirmations. Mm-hmm. So they had been giving him this, you know, really harsh um, adjustment with his, his behavior, like oh, you know, just really being critical with them. And they found out that his love language was affirmation, words of affirmation. So they were literally doing the opposite of his love language. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? Well, he kept acting out. Right. So just think about the people in your circle, yourself, you know, help Mm -hmm. to fill your cup, figure out what your love language is, what people around you, what their love languages are. You can ask them directly or you can discover it for yourself and surprise them in a way that they are not not expecting. That could build a bond with your family, your friends. You know, I've been practicing since we've been reading this book. I've been practicing, you know, these things, asking family, friends, you know, to let me know what their love languages are and finding out, you know, some of the most hardcore gangster people <laughs> got some soft sides to them. Yeah. Your love languages. You just wanted some affirmations this whole time. You just needed a little physical touch. You needed a hug this whole time. Yeah. You. <laughs> It, it's so funny because the more I think about it, like, as I'm sitting here, I think about it as a child. I will always, you can ask my, my brother. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't care if I had a slice of cake. <laughs> I would cut it in half and bring it home to my brother. Yeah. You know? That's and, your twin. You're my twin brother. Yeah. I adore him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was just like, no matter what, I have to share it with you. Yeah. Like, it could mm-hmm. be it could have been a piece mm-hmm. from my easy bake oven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how many tiny little things were? No, I'm following. They were like size of a cookie, okay? <laughs> Just and, to know you you gave a piece. I am going to cut him a slice and make sure he, he has a piece. So mm-hmm. he, he, he can taste it. Mm-hmm. You know? I and, love that. Yeah. I you know, I don't know how, how this how I can categorize this, but my brother mm-hmm. has always been very protective of me. Yeah. And he made you feel secure. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, my low-key, my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's just, he always took care of his sister. I don't mm-hmm. care if it was a girl boy, mm-hmm. it was a cat dog, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Even our own parents. <laughs> you <laughs> he, get in he, trouble. He, he's, he's like, he, hey. He, he stood up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, like, that's, like, his love language. I don't know what that yeah. fit in that. Yeah. But that protection. Just, that protective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, to me, like, his love language. She's like, I, I got you. Yeah. You know? And you know what? That's cool because as we get older and we do move into, it's like a father, you know, mm-hmm. he was stepping in. Yeah. Um, we get older and then we look for, oh, our partners, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, your love language, when you're loved in your love language, there's a form of security attached to it. You feel most secure when someone's operating in your love language mm-hmm. or makes you feel physically. In his case, he didn't love you in your love language, but he made you feel secure. Yeah. He made you feel protected. So then you loved him in your love language and you mm-hmm. guys connected and had that bond, yeah. which is really amazing because you guys are siblings, you're twins. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you, you just energetically and 
mentally you connect on a way that other other people and probably other siblings can't connect you know each other without probably most likely without speaking Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a beautiful bond um and this this really served me the book um you know just exploring everything really really made me think and continue my education on um, getting to know people in my circle so, all right, guys, we are going to wrap up. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. Um, We're going to definitely create some videos, you know, so y'all can see these fits. Because let me tell you, we came through. <laughs> we wasn't playing with y'all, okay? Oh, like the fits fitting, yes. okay? Just know that. Um, Celebrate love, whether it be with yourself, your self-love. Celebrate love with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, Just remember to fill your cup, you know, fill your cup. Love on yourself, mm-hmm. and then pour out the excess to others, okay? And, yeah, this has been another episode of Healing from the Chair. Bye, guys. Ooh, bye. Mm-hmm.